Hello everyone, another episode of the Speaking Pharmacy Podcast. My name's John Thornett, glad to be with you all. I hope you're all uh, doing very well in, uh, in, in pharmacy land. Um, no doubt it's uh, crazy times for you all as it continues to be. So I hope you're all doing well. So what, what, what's happening at peak? Well, we're recording this at the end of May. And um, at the moment, the uh, troops are quite full on in regards to finishing off uh, the 21 compliance. Uh, there's a lot of valuations in at the moment, so that's uh, keeping me very busy. And um, there's a lot of marketing happening at the moment too, isn't there? Because yes. Renee's here as well, so say hello, Renee. Hello, everyone. So there's a bit of marketing happening as well? Yes, we have lots going on in marketing. It's really exciting. We've got some new people on board, so I'm having fun getting to know them and yep. working with them in their pharmacies. Oh, very good. Now, today, um, I have the wonderful gentleman, Chris Swift, from uh, he's the, uh, the National Business Development Manager of AP Group. And last time we spoke, I was in your neck of the woods, now you're in our neck of the woods. I know, it's exciting. I think this is my third trip here this year now, and I think my first without having to get a, the G to G and the passports, and yes. yeah, I could actually hop off a plane and go straight to the high car, so yes. it's perfect. Yeah, in fact, though, I can't remember when the first time, but you and, you and Dave Gilbert came here. Um, it would have been slightly pre-COVID, I think it was. Um, pre, it was pre-border closure. Pre-border closure. Yeah, yeah. then we had that two-year, we couldn't pierce the borders. I think um, <laughs> Dave got in a few times because Adelaide had lesser rules yes. for, for, for certain patches too. Yeah. But um, I know, it feels like a long time ago. It's funny how we all sort of moved on and just want to get back on with that. That's right, again. yes. So, yes. so um, good to see you again. No, thank you for having me. Now, AP Group... Uh, how many pharmacies would AP Group sell over the course of the 12 months, roughly? Last financial year, we did 75. Yeah. And this year, we're hopeful and very close to doing 100 store sales wow. nationally. Yeah. So it's been... So, um, so there's quite a bit of activity around uh, around the nation in regards to pharmacy sales then. Yeah, absolutely. And I think on our list currently, we've got something like mid-30s are in preparation mode. Um, of you know we're going we're, we're going through the we're going through the process of, of getting all the documentation and so on in place yeah. to, to compile the yeah. the listing to go to go live on the site so yeah. they're all across Australia yeah but yeah it's definitely very active yeah um, there's no doubt about yeah. that you must be a very busy boy at the moment it is very busy so what I want to talk to you about today is and obviously you've done this an AP group have done this uh, quite a bit but you get an owner who's, um, for, for a whole variety of reasons, maybe thinking, do I sell? Not really sure. Um, and some people just make the decision, just get on with it. Um, but what I want to talk to you today about is for owners there who are possibly thinking about what's, what's the, that process? What's the process and lead up to a sale? What are some of the issues there that... Um, uh, the listeners probably need to be aware of in, in preparing for sale because sometimes it, you can't just like, just do it tomorrow. No, it's a bit of prep needed. It, absolutely, I think it's it's um, obviously people think about these things for a long time, and obviously selling an asset is a very big decision. Yep. It's not something that they think about and quickly you know action it. And you know we talk to people. Um, and it wouldn't be unusual for us to have a, a 12 month duration between an, an initial discussion and potentially a decision to yeah, sell. So yeah. that's that's very common. Yeah. But um, in all of it, I think 
you know, if, if we're talking about what you need to do to get ready, it's it's not dissimilar to selling a house. If you're selling a house yep. or a car, right, yep. you, you present it in the best possible way. If it's yep. a car, it's, you've washed it, you've cleaned it. It's a bit of detailing. Yeah, you might yep. put new tyres on it. A house, you might have done a renovation. And it's really preparing it to present it in the best possible form. Yeah. And I don't see selling a business any different to that. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, yep. preparation is a big part of it. Okay. And so... In your your experience, what sort of time period should someone be looking at? If they're going to do it properly, what sort of time period would someone need to um, have their pharmacy um, ready for sale? And of course, very much depends on, on yeah. the, the, the scenario, of course, because some will be in worse condition than others. Yeah. Uh, well, if we just sort of answer it broadly, I guess it's really would depend on, you know, um, one, I would think they would want to get some advice yep. and speak to their advisors and just yep. have the discussion. Yeah. Um, I would think there would be worthwhile doing an indicative valuation because that, to me, really does assess a business in its in its current state. Yep. And really highlights the KPIs that you would need to improve. Yeah. Sharpen. So it's or a good discussion effect. point of. Um, one of the key things that's going to start improving value. And it's yeah. a good discussion point between the owner and yourself as to what changes then need to be made. And has a significant impact on the valuation, which yep. is obviously then flows into the price. Yep. But yeah, things like you know pricing, um, how, you pri- how your margin is, you're mm. tracking that, um, your costs. Yep. Obviously, you know, wages yep. is always a Wage significant structures. cost. Yes. Yep. Your, your leases and all your, your, your occupancy costs. Mm. Um, Actually, you mentioned a good one on, on, on leases. So what are, what are some of the issues around there with leases? Because they can be uh, quite complex little beasts and um, really uh, yeah. and actually have a really, can potentially have a really big impact on the sellability. It's timing, and like all things timing, mm. that expiry of your lease is always a critical piece. Yep. So I think that you, you need to assess each, each lease individually, but... You, you, ha- you in effect you want to have the perfect spot of having enough tenure yeah. that a potential purchaser would be able to get finance linked to it um, you need to be have enough tenure that if someone had the idea of you know acquiring the business and relocating mm-hmm. that that wasn't prohibitive yep um, some people otherwise you finish up you'd get offers for business that would be subject to a lease and then that could to potentially drag out the yeah. the sale process and delay getting to settlement but I think um, all these things would need to be assessed. Mm. But that's why I think you'd want to get some advice yeah. um, on that and then work through... Because very much uh, very much case-specific, of course. Well, and you could I own suppose, the freehold, yeah. which, which, yeah. which isn't unusual. Yeah. Um, so that's another scenario. So have you got the structures set up right for you to be the landlord going yeah. forward? Yeah. There's... Yeah, there's a lot in the lease piece. It's not, it's not black and white leases. That's but sure. I suppose that's where early discussions with yourself uh, really comes into play is um, what's this transaction going to look like? For example, no, this is one that potentially needs to be pitched as a relocate and then then it will, well, what, are the, what are the issues that's going to prevent that and that's when the lease comes into it. And yeah. so, um, so I suppose those early discussions are quite crucial about what exactly are you selling and what's going to, what's, how you position it to get the, the best the best offer you t- you remind me of a few things when you talk <laughs> about that because we have we've actually in recent times had a couple of um, scenarios where the ACPA ruling has also played a role oh, okay 
because if it's been moved from one position to another, it may not be able to be moved for five years. If it's a medical center rule, there's different rules for medical centers. It may not yep. be able to be moved at all. Yeah. So, yep. yeah, we've actually had a couple of those where um, we've discovered that the that particular ruling of the ACPA has been a, a significant yep. um, issue that needs to get addressed yep. in the in a sale process. Yeah. Yeah. So and th- so this is where those early discussions are quite actually really crucial, just on the, on the lease issue alone. Do yeah. you get many that um, how many offers and sales would be subject to a new lease as distinct from assignment of the existing lease? Does it happen often that people want to negotiate a new lease as part of the, the sale? In the current market, yes. Yeah. And I think it has a number of reasons because like we touched on, there's the finance aspect. Yeah. So, the, so the borrower may say, I'm not comfortable with three years tenure remaining, I'd like a minimum of five. Yeah. So um, that would all vary. I think the challenge on those things is the term new. Mm. like. Yes. Is yes. it a new lease or is it an amendment to the existing lease, which may be a reduced rate? And I think there's a big yeah. variation. Because a, a, a new lease at, uh, at, at a higher rent is still technically a new lease. I and if I was the vendor, I'd be asking the question, you know, or what, what needs to be addressed in a new lease? Because mm-hmm. then you may explore something that's actually never likely to happen because you had experience with that landlord, for example. Yeah. So, yeah. It's a, it's a tricky one to navigate mm. the term mm. new lease, but yes, it absolutely happens. And yeah. I think I've definitely sold businesses even this year where um, an example might be they've put an offer in and they've said that they would, uh, it's conditional of them getting a 20% reduction in the rent. Mm. So it's not, a, yeah. Yeah, it's technically a new lease, yeah. but it's quite defined what yeah. the subject to condition is. Yeah. yeah, and I suppose it's important for the owner um, when they're getting or potentially getting multiple offers of you know offers of just assignment of lease versus an offer of a new lease and which is the easy one to achieve as a, a settlement on too so this yeah is, yeah offers are interesting because obviously there's a number of variations number of days due diligence you know finance not finance 60 70 80 percent of the vowel whatever the yeah so there's a lot of variations in, in yeah in offers that's yeah that vary but yeah that's right yeah now you mentioned um just then uh, another important point uh due diligence yes the due diligence phase in the the settlement process um and and for the listeners if you're not aware what a due diligence is a due diligence is like a like a, a pre-purchase investigation to some extent it's a condition of the sale contract which enables the buyer to um to dig deeper into the financial statements the financial data and just to be satisfied with what they're buying in a, in a nutshell that's pretty much it isn't it yeah ask questions yep yeah like you really it's it's an it's an um, exploration yep. and um and verifying that you know the bass statements and everything all matches up with the, yep, the, with the, the sales and so on but sales matches um, up so i guess the key point there is again you've been organized yeah and and you can tell who's organized and who's got good advice because you, you do send out Different um, accounting firms send out different um, due diligence request list informations, yes. and they're they're quite thorough. Yeah. So it does take a bit of work compiling it, and it do, like and even at the start of a listing, even as you know, it, it does take a little bit of effort to compile yeah. the documents required yeah. to do evaluation. Yeah. But they're really worth. So really, is a, is a backyard tidy up there? Yeah, absolutely. Really, is a, a good period of making sure that your internal financial accounts is going to survive a due diligence because someone is going to dig into it 
and run the ruler over it and going to ask a lot of questions. Yeah. And, you know, I've definitely had cases where people have thought they were in pretty good shape, gone and got an indicative evaluation. The numbers haven't come up as well. They've been advised. Mm. Let's focus at the GP. Let's focus on the pricing. Let's focus on wages. Yeah. And then done another one in six months and yep. then been sale ready. Yeah. And then and they've had a, a better result on the VAL and therefore a better yep. potential result with their And sale. so having been due diligence ready also works in with the, the, the plan, I suppose, of indicative valuation of where are we at, but also what things do we need to change to, and that may be a, you know, could be a six month, 12 month, two year process of yeah. getting the business in a good saleable shape depending on what condition it's in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, it's not unusual for it to be at least a quarter. Yeah. You know, for at least three months. Yeah. You yeah. know, definitely yeah. see a lot of that. And I suppose um, through your history, I, I, I gather there would be some listings that you just didn't list. There are some pharmacies you didn't list because the backyard was just rubbish. Yeah, or the, or the expectations from the Val are too high. Yeah. It's not going to be achievable. Yeah. And, um, and so it's hard because if you, you hear the term, the market's hot. It all, you know, mm. Everything's getting great prices, but you know, good assets get good results. Yeah, that's yeah. the long and short yeah. of everything. Yeah, and um, yeah, it's really um, you know being organised and, and taking the time to have it all in order and yeah. you know, presenting it best possible way. Yeah, I yeah. think stock is another one that's interesting. So I do yeah. see sometimes um, at a sale of business you get to a stock take, and the first round of a stock take is the date checks, and it's quite oh, okay. Yes. It's quite yeah. alarming for some owners to see how much stock is taken from the shelf. Because it's fallen un, under the expiry left, yeah. As per the contract, so some contracts might be three months dated stock, six months dated stock, whatever it might be mm. in your your particular case. And there's the tubs are just filling up with with stock that's not going to be counted in the stock take because it's not saleable under the. So, oh wow! Yeah. So and even sometimes too, I might ask people what's your stock holding, and they'll they'll be like it's it's two hundred or it's two fifty, but they haven't actually done a physical. Yeah. count yeah. for a, a long time so this system was never right in the first place yeah. with what this system saying is in and so where at least could be shelf. a problem stock and due, well, we mentioned due diligence but also stock is, is potentially an issue as well and it doesn't raise itself until in effect the day before settlement yeah. because yeah. traditionally that's how you do the stock take it's, yeah. it's, it's as close as possible to the settlement yeah. date so is there the challenge. Does it get many arguments over stock valuations when it comes to, um, to settlement? I think as a as a um, as a rule, not that many. Mm. Yes, we do. Yeah. You know, um, but if I'm just think back of the last the last year, this year we've probably only had a couple that have taken a bit of time to to sort out. Mm. But um, but yeah, it's always a bit of a sensitive topic. That's yeah. for sure. So, so what's your advice there for owners leading up to in regards to stock and stock management in regards to leading up and preparing for sale? Probably the best way, in effect, like what we're talking about with getting an indicative valuation, is have a stock take done. Yeah. Have a account. Yeah. Yep. Have an external. And not, and not just here's the figure from the point of sale. Yeah. Of actually having a, a physical stock take done. And then it will cleanse. It will match stock in the system, stock on the shelf, and and will. Yeah. Your short dated stock will have a chance to sell. Yeah. Because 
it, it may just be a facing issue yeah, where, yeah. You, where you've got it stored on the shelf, for example. Yeah. But definitely that would be advantageous. So get the stock take done and get it done early so that you can, uh, again, tidy it up before you actually get to the, the stock take as part of settlement. Be confident that it's accurate. Yeah. Is probably the summary. Yeah, because point of sales are notorious for being inaccurate, aren't they? <laughs> yes. yes, and then people share stock in between stores, and yes, there, there, yeah. there, there's a lot going on. Yeah, and, it's, and you know what stocks like? It's constantly coming. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it's a critical piece on the at the end. Yeah, and you wouldn't want to have a you, you wouldn't want to have a big variation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, what are some of the other issues that um, uh, owners thinking about selling would need to to think about prior to to, to listing? Um, I think well KPIs we've covered the indicative value getting an idea of what it what it's worth is yep. key lease stock and your know, expense management mm. um, but yeah although anything to do with the performance of the store mm. is there, you know yep. is there a focus on vaccine like obviously vaccinations is a is is a, is a big thing yep. at the moment um, so making sure that you, you're doing all the things you can yeah well yeah really be well-oiled machine yeah and yep. um yeah, the yeah. rest, you know, have have a stop, have a think about it, get prepared, and then and then in effect align your expectations yeah. because you may have those things done and it's not it's not going to hit the, yeah. the 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 final number that you want yeah. and you may be better to keep that asset for another year, another two years, whatever it might. So be. so really, there's a there's a period there where the owner needs to sit down not only with yourself. Uh, but with someone who could do the appraisal, such as Peak, but also their accountant as well and bookkeepers. Tax. To, yeah, yeah, because yeah. you know you need to get uh, the backyard tidied up. But what's the what's the valve going to look like? What can we do to improve the position and improve the sellability of it? Which is sometimes dollar driven, but sometimes also other factors that can prove sellability. What what are some of the issues that are bought, that buyers are looking for. So when you're sort of selling, you also need to have a mind as to what, how to, I suppose, position it that would be attractive to buyers. So what are some of the issues that buyers will be looking at that owners wouldn't need to take into account? Um, having, they definitely have to feel that there's opportunity for them to win, to do better, for them to improve it. Obviously, yeah. someone wants to do that. Yeah. Um, buy a business and and their skill set because it is an emotional game I suppose isn't it so the owner yeah. needs to see that they can they can grow it somehow yeah, yeah. They, they they could work on relationships with doctors or whatever whatever the, the yeah. different dynamics and yeah. metrics of their clever of the marketing area. too hey yes <laughs> but no absolutely about yeah. they're all the big things mm. um, because that's what you're buying you're buying something that you can build on the future maintainable earnings that have been existing from the from yep. the the, the previous current owner so yeah that would be um and then everyone has a plan do you know yeah. like the the their aspirations maybe to have multiple stores they've yeah. got from stores that, that fits their profile i want something between two and 2.5 turnover mm. in a strip center in a major center what, like so it, it yeah there'd be certain metrics that yeah that cap someone's attention yeah. capture, capture someone's attention when they see a listing yeah and they're like that's that's yeah. in my um, Are there any issues around um, staffing? When sort of preparing for obviously wages yeah. and wage expenses a big one, but what about sort of what was the issues around staffing there that owners would need to be conscious of? Yes, I'm just trying to think. 
Um, staffing's a really big thing. Mm. And obviously, we're in a relationship business and the staff have an amazing yep. relationship with the customers. You know, 99.9% of the time, the incoming wants to retain the team. Yeah. And I guess there's always that fine line of when do you advise the team? Yes. When is there a level of comfort to have the discussion with the team? Yeah. And I, I've been, I've sat in on the on, on interviews with staff and, and generally the people, I, you can feel the relief in them when, when the, the incoming buyer says to them, I want to keep, you know, I want to keep you. And they're like, will my pay stay the same? Yes, it will. Can I still do my holiday in August? Yes, you can. And, yeah. and you can sense the whole relief. I mean, everyone wants job security and they've, they've, yep. they've got commitments and um, you know, families and, and so on. So, and then, um, and then obviously retaining them is really, mm. is really important. So yeah, well, particularly in the current market. Yeah. Yes, and you yeah. still, you've, you've still got to run the business up yeah. until settlement day. Yeah. So you, yes, it's, it's not an easy thing mm. to do. And I think you, you do you, the team sense something's going on sometimes. Sometimes they do, and sometimes they, yeah. they they find out later in the in the stage. Mm. Um, yeah, I think it's 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 definitely no one answer, mm. one size fits all question, yeah, yeah, but it's yeah. definitely a topic. Um, yeah. And um, in the market at the moment, people and resources are incredibly strained, mm. so people don't want to lose people just because they want to operate yeah. well up yeah. until the settlement. But yeah. then obviously the incoming wants to not pick up something that's really had a, yep. a, a significant decline. When yep. you factor that the decision to sell has been made some time ago, then you've gone through the sale process. Yep. So you, you've still got a, a four or five month window of time going through all the stages that lead up to settlement. Yep, yep. So you've got to keep it together yep. Yeah. Um, right to the end. But what about um, owners who are part of one of the, the, the big brands? Terry White, Sam Cowles, Pricelines, yeah. whatever, um, who are part of that. Because most of those franchise agreements typically have a clause that you can't sell without their permission or things like that. Is there any issues yeah. around that that um, owners need to be aware of and what have you sort of encountered in your experience there? Uh, I think all of, all of the agreements vary in different ways, shapes or form. I think that if, if you've made the decision to sell and you've, and you've engaged um, someone to assist with the sale, then... You know, I would recommend that they advise that that's what they're going to do. Like, and they do that sort of early prior to listing, I think, or as when they're listed, or uh, I think I don't think there's any harm in doing it. I think if you're going to list, you're going to list, and you've made the decision to list. Mm. So, you know, I'd recommend that because in the end, if that if if someone in that brand, for example, they might have four or five potential parties that may be yep. looking to buy. And so, it, it gives the uh, it gives the, the franchise or the, the chance to put a buyer in there and, and yeah send them, send them through and I think that the in the in the role of selling you want to have as many interested parties possible, you know, mm. viewing the viewing the store, yeah. viewing the data. So it's it's only a positive. Um, and then yeah, I think that then you just need to work through that you you you've got to fulfil your obligations, whatever yep. they are, under under yep. any agreement. But I don't I don't see it as a as a barrier mm. to to selling. Yeah, um, it's just a part of the process, and I yep. think you, it it should be viewed like that. But I think that you'd want to do things in a timely manner, so that if a potential purchaser was there, that they they weren't then left yep. having to wait twenty eight days to know whether they've got it because someone might have a first right. Like I think if you could try and explore those things yep. and be proactive in that front, yep. the better. Yep. Now, what, what would your advice be for 
pharmacies that have, say, those like nursing home contracts or, 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 or equivalent who are thinking about selling? Because that sort of um, changes the dynamics of the sale quite a bit. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, the agreements, mm. do they have agreements? Yeah. Does that volume, is that volume? Some don't. No, no and also no, they may not. The, and you'd have to look at the, each of the different agreements and the, and the service contracts or obligations, yep. but they might have conditions. Maybe it's not, you're not able to assign it to somebody else. Yes, yes. So if it can't be assigned, then that is a, is a challenge. Yep. And, and, um, and I guess you know, a lot of these things come up at different stage in the process too, whether that be in due diligence or whether yep. it comes up before. Um, yeah, so, the, so the nursing home is, is that something that like, Owners would need to sort of somehow address early in in the piece, or I think it or would perhaps get advice on how does the sale happen when you've got that contract and how does it get? I guess the 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 existing holder of the contract doesn't want to lose any of that volume in the journey, which in what yes. in effect like what we'll talk about with yeah. people. Yeah. So I think it's a matter of um, working through each case to work at the best possible way to assign it to yeah. make that volume of business a going yeah. concern. Yeah. Like. Um, and whether that be through an introduction, um, handovers, yep. all, all of those things. And I guess mm. it depends on the volume. Yeah. Also depends on the buyers. Yep. That the buyer may not want it. Mm. They may not wish to service that going forward. Yep. So yep. it may be a non-issue. Yeah. Um, and it, I think um, the other one too, we've had some of those similar scenarios with equipment. And you make oh, it, like with the like packing machines. Or yeah, packing machines. Robots. Yeah. So sometimes I think, and that, I guess that comes in a part of the... Because those organized. contracts then need to be assigned to the new owner as well, maintenance yeah. contracts. And so just know what you've got as far as your equipment goes, yep. know, printers, you know, are they leased? Yeah. Are they paid out? What's yep. remaining? Yeah. You know, all the, there's, a, there's quite, there, there can be in some different scenarios quite yep. a bit in equipment. Mm. So for owners out there listening, um, how would you, um, how would you describe the, the, the market at, at present for, for owners who are listening in and might be thinking of selling, but um, how would you describe the market at the moment? Um, there's more buyers than sellers. There's, so, so normal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. Um, good stores are selling quite quickly. Um, last year, our average number of days on market was 23 days. Wow. Um, so you, know, you need to be organized. Yeah. I think if, you, if you're actually looking at buying, then meet with bankers, meet with your accountants, work out your affordability, mm. what, what zone. And then, um, you know, a lot of patience is required too. I think you're not going to be able to just you know, jump on and, and get the first opportunity that you want. It yep. is a competitive market. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I think it's it's definitely busy. I think it's a good time to explore it. But also, I've seen there's a lot of fatigue and a lot of tiredness and a lot of people working mm-hmm. more hours than they wish to. Multi-store owners maybe want to reduce the store numbers. So, um, it'll be an interesting time, but... Pharmacy's a great time. I think it's done yep. really, really well in, in set locations they and have, some yep. challenging environments. Yep. So yep. Um, it's been getting good results, but it's also been tiring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you guys... How's that for a summary? Yeah, that's, 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 that's pretty accurate. So thank you. No, thanks for having absolute, me. It's a, good, it's a good topic. And a, yeah. yeah, absolute pleasure to have you. Now, how can uh, people get in contact with you? Um, through on our website, mm-hmm. www apgroup.com.au yep um, or if you want to send me an email it's chris at apgroup.com.au yep and phone me and you're on, you're on LinkedIn yes I'm on LinkedIn yep 
all of them? And that Swift with an E too. Swift with an E, yeah. No one yeah. ever puts the E on, but you know, we'll get there eventually. <laughs> but no, thank you so much for having me. I, I hope that everyone's enjoyed the content. And yeah, pleasure to have you. Thank you kindly. Thank you, everyone. Um, hope you hope you enjoyed that session. And um, yeah, we've got some uh, some more podcasts lined up soon. So, so stay tuned. There's some good topics coming up and some good people to talk to. So thanks very much, guys. We'll talk to you later. Bye bye.